something close to that one. Liquid. Liquid. Metal Gear. Plasma. Uh, no, the third brother is Solidus, Ryan. Come on. Although Plasma Snake sounds much cooler than whatever fucking yeah. made-up word that was. What about does Gas it, Snake? Don't does it sound Gas Snake? Does it sound better than Punished Venom Snake? Yeah, it does. No, that's fair. Plasma Snake does sound. Better. Yeah, plasma, gas. plasma Snake sounds cool. Gas Snake yeah, does not. Ga- gas Snake does not. Gas sound Snake cool. is a little iffy. Yeah. Plasma Snake, though, hell yeah. <laughs> Make it happen, Hideo Kojima. Kojima. Give us money. <laughs> oh man, where's I... uh, where, where's Death Stranding? Clock is ticking, Kojima. Um, I, mean, I don't. The deadline that you guys set. <laughs> what? I think you guys said May or something. Or no, I just said twenty. I said twenty nineteen. Lucas said like twenty twenty one, and you said never. I was thinking PS Five launch title. Ah. Um. Also, I I follow Hideo Kojima on Twitter, and today he tweeted out a cookie that had Big Bird's face on it, I along with a caption. Used to watch Sesame Street a bunch as a kid. Uh, my favorites were Bert and Ernie. I didn't like the way Big Bird moved. Hmm. I mean, so I not, imagine that not that, that that's paraphrasing, but yeah, basically. I, I imagine that fear is going to appear in Death Stranding somehow. The fear of Big Bird. Oh, I mean yes. that uh that giant monster from one of the trailers a couple of years ago looked kind of Big Birdy. Think about it. Is Big Bird a Muppet? No. No. Okay. It's just Kermit. Kermit's not on Sesame Street. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? No, Kermit has been on Sesame Street, yeah, and I he think he's the been, only he's one. Not a, he's not a Sesame Street character. He's not, yeah, he's not. Oh, okay. A character he's a Muppet that appeared on Sesame Street. I, I like just Dave, wanted to Dave make sure. Dave Grohl was on the Muppets. That doesn't make Dave Grohl a Muppet. Well, no, all I'm saying is I want to make sure that in the Venn diagram between the Muppets and Sesame Street, Kermit is the only one in the middle. Uh, he's not I in the no middle, idea. though. Well, what do you mean? He, he's as far not as I know, Miss Piggy was, was on it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he's, he's, he's just a he character yeah. that happened no. to have been created by Jim Henson. That no, that's what I'm Muppets. saying. Kermit is the only uh, character to appear in both Sesame Street and the Muppets. I I think so. I was under that impression. If not, I have to reevaluate a lot of life choices, but that's where Uh, I'm at now. Did Miss Piggy appear on Sesame Street? Miss Piggy has never appeared on Sesame Street. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But Big Bird has appeared on The Muppet Show. Oh, okay. So Big Bird and Kermit are in the middle of that Venn diagram. There might also be more Sesame Street characters that have been on The Muppet Show. I don't know. Okay. Uh, let us know in the comments down below, viewers, if if you have any memories of this shared universe happening before Marvel made it their own. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> it's going to be a great show. And that show is the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. The only podcast where... Fuck, did I do this one already? 
The only podcast I, where maybe. Lucas is tired and slightly delirious. <laughs> Uh-oh. Y- Lucas, you're not going to like this list. <laughs> what? Ernie and Bert make a cameo appearance on The Muppet Show pilot. Ernie and Bert appear in episode 102 of The Muppet Show. Big Bird makes a guest appearance on The Muppet Show. Ernie, Bert, Cookie Monster, The Count, Grover, and two anything Muppets appear in The Muppet Show. <laughs> There's a lot of people that you know, uh, made it. You know, you ha- people have structures in their lives, you know, that mm. they use to just understand the universe around them. There are certain laws... And mine are just crumbling away right now. Yeah. It does appear that there are more Sesame Street characters appearing in The Muppet Show than vice versa. Okay. Lucas, I think you might need counseling. One way street. Wait, doesn't. Were they allowed to curse in some versions of The Muppets? Because now I really want a video of Big Bird saying fuck. I don't think that Big Bird would say that, considering he's a children's character. Even Oscar if the, the show says it. I think Oscar the uh, Oscar might. Yeah, in character, but guess what? Right. He's still a children's character, and that clip could circulate uh, and damage the kids' fair. show's notoriety. Worst shared universe ever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not as bad as the Dark Universe. The Dooku. <laughs> yes. The Dark Universe, cinematic universe. Ooh. That was over before it started. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, guys, we got Johnny Depp. We're good. Oh no, Johnny Depp is no longer an asset. Oh boy. Was Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp in that? Uh, Johnny mu- Depp. He was the mummy. Yeah. Johnny Depp or was, was gonna the be. mummy. Mm-hmm. He was going to be. Oh, Wait, no, he was gonna be the Invisible Man. Oh yeah, Invisible Man. Wait, yeah. Yeah. There were other people rumored. That's right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny Depp was confirmed for a later Dooku movie. And he wasn't. You guys saw the 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 mummy trailer though, where Tom Cruise like was saying those words because it was edited poorly, like the sound version that they posted. <laughs> and so you got to hear Tom Cruise like scream, kind of weird, because like none of the other sound for some reason played. Like that was the only track that was enabled when they exported it or something. So it's no, just absolutely like, yes. Yeah, the the planes crashing. Like, all the things are flying around, and all you hear is Tom Cruise going, ah, ah, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> completely doesn't make any sense. The fuck? <laughs> I don't remember that. Ah, it's a glorious trailer. I'll find it. We should probably intro ourselves, huh? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> um, What's up, Internet? I'm Lucas... Roll Call the Writer. And today on the podcast, we also have Andrew Jambalam Clark. Hey, Black Betty. Jambalam. I, I, uh, have it your way. Okay. Jambalam, have it your way. Have it your way. And Ryan Man Beast Holtz. Durr. Yes, man beast. Goddamn. Couldn't think of a quote. Succotage. Man bossed. Yeah, I should know these because I did a Fallout 4 playthrough with Man Beast as my companion. <laughs> so I, I, I knew the same, like, six quotes being, I'll toss you not the way. How about that one? 
We got a lot of mileage out of that game in college, didn't we? Yeah. I, p- I posted the audio fail mummy trailer in the messages, Andrew. Not saying that you need to watch it now, but you should probably give it a watch because it's glorious. Okay. But Apex Legends better watch out for Fortnite because they got a hoverboard. This is uh, Fortnite shoot. news in the news of the week section. And it's a real hoverboard, not like the hoverboard that people who play the game would call a hoverboard, which is a thing with wheels. Yes. R- ripping on people that play Fortnite. Yeah, millennials them. or Gen Zers, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Calling them kind of hype beastie douchebags. I'm really glad Apex Legends is doing well. I don't have to care about Fortnite anymore. Yeah, sure. You'll never Fine. have to worry about Fortnite again. Never again. Confirmed From dead. Great... Flatlining. Fortnite. No players. It has negative 30 active users. Fortnite tanked so bad they had to close the Epic Play Store. Like They had a going out of business sale. They had to liquidate their <laughs> digital inventory. I'm pretty sure the money from the Unity engine is putting a lot of the Epic Store bill, but yeah. Can you imagine if, like, someone from, like, you know, legacy gaming industry thought that's kind of how it worked, that they had a certain number of digital (laughs) copies that they needed to sell, and so they had a liquidation digital sale. People were just, (laughs) like, buying, like, dozens of digital copies, and they sell like 14 million digital copies or something at that price that'd be fun yeah and i mean in my mind i imagine that being some kind of scam and then way too many gamers falling for it yeah yeah i could see that being a thing and like fortnite's going out of business you know like in order to get rid of our inventory, we're selling them for the low, low price of $5 a game, even though it's a yeah. free game. <laughs> People would do it. Attention all Fortnite gamers. All epic John gamers. Wick is in trouble, <laughs> and he needs your help. You need to buy Fortnite at $5, the new low, low price. Just give us your parents' credit card number, <laughs> the expiration date, and those four silly numbers on the back. <laughs> Subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> I, I, mm. Gonna put that in the tag to get it some... Get, get this episode a little more uh, exposure on the internet, Lucas. Subscribe to PewDiePie. I, I mean... A couple episodes ago, we dragged PewDiePie pretty hard, so I think that might be a little disingenuous, but, you know, if it gets those clicks and nothing better comes along, maybe. You say a couple, every single episode of this podcast, we've dragged Fortnite, and you have no problems with yeah. putting Fortnite in the title every time. Like, I don't know, man, like, it, doesn't, it just doesn't seem right, it doesn't seem ethical. <laughs> it's a little disingenuous, no matter what. Whatever we put in the title, we probably made fun of during that episode. I yeah. Is it? Excuse me. Is it disingenuous that Apex Construct, which is available on Steam and costs thirty dollars, has seen a four thousand percent jump in sales due to people searching for Apex Legends, which no. is only available on Origins and getting confused? 
Uh, no, it's not disingenuous because that's not what that word means, Lucas. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So you just just read the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a VR game called Apex Construct available on Steam, which was it's been there for a bit, I guess. It's thirty bucks, and Apex Legends, which as you guys know is a new, uh, quickly growing uh, battle royale game that's available for free, but it's only available on Origin. It's not on Steam, and apparently people just typed in Apex and clicked the first thing that came up on Steam and bought it. And that happens to be Apex Construct. So they had a 4,000% jump in sales. I don't know what their sales were before because I've never <laughs> heard of this game. But uh, I guess these guys had a bit of a windfall accidentally. People don't fucking, you know, proofread, I guess. People don't read. I mean, and also, did it go from, like, one sale to 400 sales? Like, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Call of Duty III adds loot boxes in a DLC called Grand Heist. Wow, you missed the um, Black Ops portion of that title. I'm disappointed in you, Lucas. I'm sorry, Call of Duty Black Ops III. Yes. Call of Duty III was called Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which is was a great game. No, that was Call, Call of Duty, Duty IV. What? It, it wasn't... Call, Call of Duty 4 was not spelled out with four I's. It was spelled out... I know. Yeah. The correct way. It also wasn't spelled out IV. It oh, no, you're right. It was just Call, Call of Duty, Duty 4. 4. That's what I said. Mm. No, you said Call of Call. Duty III was Modern Warfare. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, okay, let me propose a question to you guys. Um, Apex Legends doing pretty great. Uh, definitely caters more to a uh, kind of first-person shooter audience than uh, Fortnite and kind of strikes the sweet spot between uh, really fun like Fortnite and that you know classic first-person shooter like PUBG. Why would anyone play Call of Duty uh, Black Ops III Blackout for a Battle Royale mode when Apex Legends is free? I'm, I'm kind of under the impression that people aren't, that their yeah. player base has like really, really declined. That when it came out, everyone said, like, oh my god, this is really, really fun. And then after a couple of weeks, it just kind of got old and they didn't really update it much until now. Like, I think this is their first major update to Blackout. And a lot of people that I've, you know, heard on the internet have been talking about where, you know, Blackout was really fun and gave you that kind of traditional Call of Duty feel in a, you know, a Battle Royale game, but it just it just didn't hold its replay value, whereas Apex Legends does. And it's like inventory system works a lot better and everything like that. So I feel like a lot of people playing Apex Legends have, you know, openly said, I don't feel a reason to play Blackout when Apex Legends exists. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I mean, on this podcast, I know we've joked and talked a little bit about how Fortnite is, you know, feeling the success of Apex Legends a little bit. 
which probably means that uh, Call of Duty Black Ops I, 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 I Blackout is feeling it a lot. And I'm wondering if we are slowly moving towards, okay, if you're going to put out a game that is um, an, an, an enduring uh, online multiplayer type thing, uh, pretty much exclusively that, then that is going to have to be free and you make up for that with uh, in-game transactions. See, I was under the impression that Call of Duty Black Ops III Blackout already had loot boxes. Did it, did it not? What was that? I no. Oh, did I cut out? Uh, yeah, I, it's I, been I, bad all podcasts. You know, I was under the impression that Blackout already had like loot boxes and microtransactions. Right, that's yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. Like we are getting to the territory where if you want to make a battle royale game or uh, Destiny or something like that, then that has to be free, and then you make up for it with in-game stuff uh, because you know we're just at the part of this cycle naturally developing where businesses are undercutting each other by saying, "Hey, this." Why play? Why pay? Uh, blah. Why pay money for that game when you can play this one for free, which and only has the option of putting money into it later on. Yeah. Yeah. It does I, sound about right, to be honest. I mean, free to play model, freemium, buzzword. <laughs> Coming back, and turning players into payers. I mean, if you're, you know, someone with a strong enough will and you just don't really care enough about the cosmetics to pay for it, then, like, these games are perfect. If you're someone with an addictive personality or a literal child, then these games can be (laughs) pretty fucked up. But, you know, I I think that the freemium model is definitely... I mean, it already has been the way of the future, but I think it's going to continue. Yeah. Until it gets regulated... Hey. As it maybe should. One day. Um, <laughs> uh, we can skip this Google thing. Not much came it's out true. of it. It's what? Not, that's probably the thing that they were doing with Assassin's Creed. I remember. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. When you could stream Matt, to a computer. Fuck it then. Here we go. Uh, Google is set to reveal information on codename Yeti, uh, which that's going to be confusing since that's the microphone I'm speaking into right now. But whatever. Uh, On March 19th, rumor has it that the project will involve streaming games to Google devices or a dedicated Google console. Well, yeah, it was like a few months ago there was the thing with the um, Assassin's Assassin's Creed, Creed, Odyssey, whatever game. Yeah, Odyssey. Um, Basically, you could stream it from any computer and the latency was so low that basically you were just like streaming the screen of an actual computer buried away somewhere in Google's services or servers. And Mm -hmm. um, you could basically turn any laptop into a gaming laptop. And now it's possibly going to expand to like a Chromecast that you can just plug a Chromecast into your TV using, you know, monitor computers that are halfway across the country uh, play video games. Are you telling me I bought this gaming PC for nothing, Ryan? No, because this is going to be a subscription and will probably cost anywhere from 15 to 30 dollars a month. So, ah. definitely not for nothing. No. And, uh, 
yeah, if this takes off like uh, I imagine Google hopes it will, expects it to, then that could be a pretty big blow to uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Woo! Fuck the consoles. Future! Plebs. All right, this next one is kind of kind of weird and shady, but um, the vice president, uh, yeah, the vice president of Xbox, Mike Ibarra, went on Twitter to say that uh, video game reviews are stupid in response to viewers criticizing Anthem, and then kind of as a connected thing, uh, Anthem is receiving really poor reviews, and its launch was kind of shitty. Uh, because it required a day one patch, but a lot of people who played extra for the game uh, were able to play it early, uh, many of whom have already completed its story content, but they essentially paid more money to play a worse version of the game. Um, Do you guys have thoughts on either of these? Yeah. This comes up all the time. Like, it's usually when games are poorly reviewed, then they get blowback by the creators saying that reviewers don't know what they're talking about. But, like, it's a little of both, you know? Mm-hmm. Anthem, Anthem, probably not a very good game. Games journalists sometimes aren't really that thorough when they do their research on playing the game. Like, there's plenty of reviews written on, you know, by journalists who only played a few hours of the game and dismissed it or... There was the one guy back in the Cuphead thing that couldn't couldn't dash over the thing in the tutorial level. Like, there's there's plenty of problems in both camps every single right. time this comes up. Like, the game is usually yeah not that good, but also yeah the journalists sometimes definitely don't give it a fair shake. So I um it's always both. <laughs> I guess I find it a little shady coming from the uh, vice president of Xbox, if only because. You know, if he successfully discredits uh, reviewers, uh, and in those same tweets he was encouraging people to go check out uh, streamers or uh, YouTube content creators for video game uh, opinions instead, there is much less of like uh, an ethical code surrounding them, and Xbox could much more easily say to these online influencers, hey, we'll give you a free copy of this game and maybe some merch if you say good things about it. And there well, are... It would have to be disclosed legally with well, the FCC's guidelines that were well established with the whole CSGO scandal. You, if, if you receive any sort of compensation, you, you have to disclose it to uh, your audience. And that was actually a thing specifically with this game where I guess they have a program set up. I forget what it's called, but... It's, you know, some internet content creators get the game early. It's a thing that EA is trying out, uh, that they're going to give the games out early to content creators that will review the game. Specifically so that, you know, they're saying like, oh, the reviews are now in the hands of the actual people that will be playing the game. And they are paid to make these reviews. And, you know, they say that their policy is that everyone is encouraged to be very honest for better feedback. But they, they are paid to make these reviews, and one user did actually, you know, he got paid to make the review, and he said, like, this game sucks. You know, he's, he, like, reviewed the game, he's like, this is just not a good game, it does not work, it's not, you know, fun, you know, more than a couple of hours, and EA went in and deleted the video, and 
they, they had differing accounts on what happened, but the reviewer said that he was told by EA that he's not allowed to make any more reviews for those games. And, you know, they denied that, that happened. But it's kind of like a he was so critical of the game, even though they paid him to do the review of it, that they blacklisted him is the claim. So I feel like this is just kind of a... It's it's not Fallout 76 levels of bad uh, launch, but it's it's not great. But I feel like you're not... So if you get paid and compensated for something, you're not reviewing anymore. You you are sponsored. You are trying to promote the game. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, if I you're don't getting... care what they what they say to you like you you now need to disclose that i was paid to play and give my opinions on this game and you are now you fall under the realm of sponsored you're not just a, a, a reviewer because even if you're giving your quote-unquote honest thoughts they could be subconsciously affected by the fact that you were given a free video game like to review like it needs to be disclosed and it can't just be like yeah it's just a, a review of a random game like right which is which is why i'm saying it is kind of extra shitty of the xbox vice president to be saying this stuff because he has a vested interest in okay if i can get people to stop looking at reviews from uh, actual outlets and instead they look at twitch streamers or youtubers there is a much greater chance that they are hearing uh quote-unquote opinions about these games from the people we are paying to say good things about these games. Mm-hmm. And... But I, yeah. I think the same thing has always happened with established journalists as well. Like, I've, I've, there's definitely been controversies over the years of the same thing happening. So I've, I've, I've always yeah. gotten my opinions from YouTubers and streamers and people who clearly are very knowledgeable on those games and have played it for hundreds and hundreds of hours versus reviewers mm-hmm. who I've always had an inherent bit of distrust as like how much did you actually play how much do you are you really a student of the genre you know how much do your opinions actually line up with mine i have no idea so that's fair and i guess kind of where i'm coming at it from no no i get it and i guess i'm just on the other end of the spectrum where i don't usually um i mean if i ever pick up a video game because of a youtuber it's because i'm watching a let's play or something whereas i just you know my interest my profession i follow enough uh gaming journalists online that i have a pretty good sense of right now maybe a dozen of them what they're into and whether or not you know their reaction to something might be similar to my own so Mm -hmm. yeah all right and then this next one is kind of a bummer uh, President of Nintendo America for the past 15 years, Reggie fils is retiring in April and will be replaced by Doug Bowser. Bowser. Hey. Bowser's taking the over The jokes Nintendo. are in. It's oh. funny because his name is Bowser and Bowser is the name of a Nintendo character. That's uh, so That guy rose through the ranks of Nintendo for one reason and yeah. one reason alone. <laughs> Because one day they wanted him to take over the company and have the head of their company named Bowser. It's like, and welcome to our new president of Xbox, David Master Chief. I um, <laughs> I, I didn't get much of that. I'm, I'm sure it was hilarious, <laughs> Andrew, but I didn't get much of that. Uh, it's I hard thought, to interact. I, I thought it was a funny joke, but I'll just 
leave it there for the playback. Yeah. I mean, we got humor out of it, but probably not for the reason you intended. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, don't have to dwell on this one for too long. But uh, Reggie, uh, I mean, I know we're kind of celebrating what was very much a branded, marketed persona. But uh, I don't know. Seems like a good dude. He stuck with Nintendo during the dark days of the Wii U. Um, for the longest time was the, <laughs> the fucking dark ages. <laughs> I kinda, Medieval I, a lot times. of, a lot of less reputable CEOs would have been, would have been like, well, this company is failing. I better cut out and look after my own interest, but he hung in there and that's, I think admirable. <laughs> um, and then of course he was also, uh, for, a long time, one of the most uh, prominent black men in gaming, and uh, it's kind of a bummer to see him go. Hmm. He'll be back, right? Like, it doesn't I... seem like a permanent retirement. It might not be, obviously, in the same type of role, but he's young. You know? Maybe we'll go back to Pizza Hut. Yeah, he's he's fifty-seven years old. Like, he's got he's got time. He can take a few years off and come back in a different role, a different company, possibly. Hmm. Okay, Andrew, I know you don't give a fuck about this one, but uh, I am required to bring it up. Um, Pokemon Go is about to undermine the entire just fan experience of the game as it will soon allow players to change which of the three teams they belong to. Woo! Start campaigning for Team Yellow right now. Everyone get on Team Yellow! You instinct motherfucker. Instinct Team Valor for life. No. Anyone who chooses red red or blue is a basic bitch. And yellow reigns supreme. Yellow, yellow is the memester's choice. Really? Valor or Mystic are basic. You, yes. You're advocating for Team Instinct. Literally baser instincts. Sure. Every, every every conflict throughout the years is blue and red. From, dating from the Rooster Teeth uh, web series all the way back to the Revolutionary War. It's always blue versus red. Then you got the yellow memesters coming in and uh, taking over the the popular popular choices. I love it. Instinct all the way. Andrew, break this tie. I mean... I always thought it was kind of stupid how people on the internet bashed a fake yellow team because they thought that the red team and the blue team were more sophisticated. I I always thought that was kind of stupid. So I'm going to go team yellow because, one, I don't give a shit about this game. (laughs) But two, I I think it's stupid that people have literally created a class system for Pokemon Go. It's the truth. No, team Valor, you, you, rise up. You you can't deny that Instinct is the smallest team. Oh, uh, no, that's... And, act, and yeah. That is why red and blue are the basic choices, and you gotta, you gotta root for the underdogs. I would also be willing to bet it, was, it, it would be because the uh, Team Instinct um, uh, fictional team leader is not... isn't maybe a woman. But I don't know. 
I think it's literally the colors, man. <laughs> I yeah. think you're overestimating a oh, lot right. of the people that were playing Pokemon Go. Like the the internal politics within the teams is <laughs> complex beyond even Game of Thrones. You don't understand, right? <laughs> I didn't right. hear it, but I laughed because yeah. I think it was a joke. <laughs> Andrew, if you're bitch. evil, uh, Andrew, if you're able, you might be evil, but if you're able. What's going on with Overkill's The Walking Dead? Um, well, here's how this is going to go. I'm going to talk. It, it'll be picked up by my microphone. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it, but I'm going to go. So, Overkill... <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. I uh, don't know, so, man. <laughs> so, oh, this I, is so bad. <laughs> I got none of that, dude. Okay. Not even a syllable. What the fuck? Okay, so it's your internet. I it was it was fine. It was totally. Mm, it's it been was, bad all podcast. I, I know, but I mean, it was totally fine before that. Last week it was bad. Yeah. Mm. It's. Yay! I have less than a tenth of a megabyte download speed. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude! You're getting that, that is... through your building, right? You need to talk to someone. Yeah. You need to, to bring that up with you. Take a screenshot and show that to your landlord or your cable provider. Point one in 2019. I, you are paying for that. Yeah. All right. Um, Overkill is the Walking Dead, which released on consoles in November and didn't do so hot, was supposed to be released on consoles this month. However, PlayStation sent out emails to those who pre-ordered the game that the game has been canceled and they will get refunds. Overkill then responded with, no, it's not. It's just postponed indefinitely. It'll totally come out eventually. And we aren't just saying that because our stock would tank even more. <laughs> Good joke. I love it. <laughs> Andrew, that was really, really well written. I wish, I wish you could have read it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good yeah. luck to the people who wanted to play this game for some reason. Yeah, I didn't even like the Telltale Walking Dead like everyone else did, so. Yeah, I heard that this game was just pretty boring. Like, not an awful game, but just boring and derivative and literally had nothing extra to offer. Yay. Do Jessica Jones and the Punisher have anything to offer? Well, it doesn't really matter anymore because they got canceled. They could get revived. They could show I, up on some other, maybe Hulu or something. I heard Disney Plus, pops. here we go. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. It sounds like possibly Hulu was in talks. Someone tweeted about being really mad that the Punisher was canceled. Who was that? Eminem. Yeah, Eminem, which was really fucking weird. No, that is stupid on brand for him, I think. He's like, hey, I like yes. the Punisher. It's just weird to hear Eminem, like, say anything. Like, he seems kind of irrelevant. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, the Punisher got canceled? That sucks. And everyone's like, yeah, Eminem's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Okay. I, I don't know, man. There is something that just feels... Uh, right with the uh, angry white guy rapper from Detroit being really into the Punisher. 
Yeah. Truth. Um, we also have the second half of the fifth season of Arrested Development premiering on Netflix on March 15th. Uh, if you are listening to this and you are excited about that, good for you. I think the show just needs to die. Yeah, I, I have heard that the Netflix series just weren't the same. And no. so I stopped after season three, which I think was a good choice. And uh, I mean, they'll finish season five and then we'll see. Uh, well, yeah. And I mean, they. I, I especially with the news of um, uh, what's his name just being horrible to work with behind the scenes. Uh, fuck, what's the what's the actor's name? Jeffrey Tambor had the Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, just being awful on set. I yeah. Yep. All right, we want to do a quickie Oscars thing. Very good. Sure. Well, we went over like our picks. Yeah. Did okay. you guys watch the awards at all? Or? No. Oh no, I was on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> I I was driving in uh, inadvisable weather. Yeah, heard it was bad. It was. There was like a hundred car pile up. A hundred and thirty. hundred and thirty. <laughs> the largest car crash in Wisconsin history. Yeah. Probably not good to drive in, I imagine. No. The winds were so strong that it was just hard to keep the car on the road. Um, all right. I have the uh, winners pulled up. Um, not saying that any uh, one category is less important than another, but I will hit on the ones that we talked about in an earlier episode. <laughs> Just right in the mic, huh? Yep. Well, not in the recording mic, but I'm sure it's still well. picked it up. <laughs> if he did manage to mute it, uh, Andrew just sneezed in the middle of a monologue. Super professional. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Uh, cinematography, uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Um, foreign language film, Roma. Uh, film Editing, uh, John Ottman, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, animated feature film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which kind of a layup. Yeah, that was a lock. Oh, yeah. Uh, original screenplay, uh, Green Book. Um, adapted screenplay, Black Klansman. Uh, original score, Black Panther. Um, best actor in a leading role, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Best actress in a leading role, uh, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite. Best director, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma. Best picture, Green Book. Best supporting um, actor, Mahershala Ali. Oh. Best supporting actress, yeah. Regina King. Two other layups. Those ones were pretty locked. That's fair. So. And. Yeah, it was a good show. Cool. I, I yeah. was entertained. I mean, it's it's like a good show to have on and then like play video games or something as well, you know. And just wait, and then when the awards are announced, boom, you can know. Um, I heard a lot of people actually really dug that it was uh, hostless this year. Yeah, 
I really enjoyed the lack of host. It was so much less stupid gags that probably weren't going to make me laugh anyway. So great. I loved it. Mm. Big fan. Um, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. They're getting it on. <laughs> yeah. I've seen all those memes. Uh, yeah. They seem... Just unfortunate for Bradley Cooper's wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We don't know what their situation is. Lady Gaga they're, did they're break actors. up with her fiancé like a week ago. Mm. Yeah. Everyone really talked about Lady Gaga breaking off her engagement, but... Nope. Boy. <laughs> There's no indication that it's anything other than just two performers that are really good... But I, I will admit, it was a it was a saucy duet, that's for sure. And there's definitely the moment, like three minutes and twenty four seconds in, that Lady Gaga kind of, kind of like sneaks a little like, oh, and it looks like she's gonna go in for a kiss, and not so much. Nope. So, good moment there. Um, Olivia Coleman was very real in her acceptance speech, which was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, good show. I've enjoyed uh, seeing Green Book get uh, dragged on Twitter after its Best Picture win. Yeah, yeah. That we, you know, the meme corner is pretty packed this episode already, but uh, that's that's becoming a little bit of a meme. One of, one of those memes is a little old. I'll say. A little bit. Er, Eric Andre is not like a recently emerging meme. No, okay. I'm, I'm just well, we can it, talk about it. It's uh, not really a new meme. I've just seen it blow up lately. I don't know why, because it was already a meme like a long time ago. But yeah. just lately. That's fair. All right, maybe we can talk about it a little more later. But uh, before that, um, we have to get into the other category. And in an effort to combat pedophiles and child predators from harming children on the platform... YouTube has disabled comments on tens of millions of videos and deleted hundreds of channels. However, as a result, it now seems like inappropriate comments on videos are grounds for ads no longer appearing. This seems to suggest that any video with comments enabled could potentially be demonetized even if the video itself is advertiser-friendly. Yeah, what a weird situation. I'm assuming you guys watched the the video that kind of was like served as the expose of the yeah. underground pedophile ring that was going on on YouTube. I I did not but, um, I did not see the video. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. It's ba- basically mm-hmm. um, any video with you know like young girls on it would have creepy dudes in the comments that would. Uh, comment like timestamps for compromising moments uh, for other pedophiles to click on. They would download, save videos, and post them themselves, and then sometimes even link actual child pornography in the comments. Yeah. Um, just just a very seedy underbelly that was kind of accidentally discovered by this guy and um, was definitely put YouTube on blast pretty hard and there's been a lot of pressure as of late due to that video. So, and and the problem was is that because YouTube's algorithm prioritizes watch time so much, um, you can pretty easily fall into like this, what is amounts to basically a wormhole of uh, creepy videos that 
people post and then all of your recommended videos will be more creepy videos because the algorithm doesn't judge content it just judges you know when people watch a lot of videos in a row for hours on end and apparently that was one of the preferred paths that it had developed so yep it was pretty bad and YouTube is in a bind as it always is due to its massive scale classic and YouTube yeah I yeah, I don't know what a, after having thought about this for a while, I'm not sure what a better response is. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, like, what you can do. I saw a bunch of tweets from people saying, like, oh, you deleted my, like, little girl's YouTube channel because of creepy dudes commenting on it. Like, she was just having fun with her friends, you know, and it's like, well, it's really hard. Like, I honestly yeah. don't know how to combat that, like. There's there's thousands and thousands of, you know, likely pedophiles on on in, on YouTube and everything that are gonna search out those videos. You know, like what what can you honestly do to combat it? And I'm pretty sure it is against YouTube's term of service. Like you have to be over what is it 13? Yeah. So like some of those that they took down were in theory in violation of the terms of service, but right. Yeah, I'm I just uh, I'm just worried to see how sweeping um, some of these policies are actually going to end up being because when I heard this and after I got over the initial just horror of how bad the situation had gotten, it kind of seemed to me like YouTube's uh, proposal uh, to fix this might also open up uh, the opportunity for people to create burner accounts start posting uh, pedophile shit in the comments for creators they don't like and potentially getting those channel uh, those channels those videos removed yeah no it's the, the problem with YouTube is that it's just not we, we don't have strategies yet for dealing with the massive scale that we're talking about with a website like that and people are saying like well why can't YouTube just pay like you know a pay, pay a team of moderators to handle this sort of thing and it's just like you just don't understand the sheer scale involved if you think that they can pay any sort of team to monitor that much content like it, it would they'd be employing millions of people <laughs> there's millions of hours of content being uploaded to youtube every day like it's it's just impossible isn't this great that this is happening right as uh, I develop a tangible stake in YouTube as a platform? That's terrific. The last 10 years, YouTube's been embroiled in some controversy or another due to its inability to properly police its own platform. So, also fair. I mean, it's it's grown in that time frame, so you might not have anything to worry about. This is probably just the most recent bump in the road but maybe someday they'll figure it out and then the other bit of youtube news from the past week blah, blah. uh youtubers Rhett and link have purchased the channel smosh which was inactive following the closure of defy media uh, of the defy media network of channels uh smosh will now put out contact under the mythical entertainment uh banner uh yeah under that network of channels and i don't know if i've enjoyed a smosh video other than the honest game trailers in blah, four or five years but uh it's cool 
It's cool that they're back from the dead. Is um, is what's his name still gonna be on it? The other uh, one, the non-Ian Ian is. Yeah. Ian is still on it. Yeah. Ian Hecox, he's still gonna be around. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it'll still be Smosh in a way. But fair enough. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just the kind of stuff I'm checking out, but I definitely feel like that kind of video where you got the impression that it was just a couple of friends dicking around is becoming less and less on YouTube as a platform. I guess. There's still some out there, I guess, but yeah. It does it mean that is kind of old YouTube in a lot of ways. Hmm. I never got that impression though with Smosh. They always seemed kind of overproduced, if anything, in comparison right. with like Nikahiga or some of the other kind of more seemed genuine. That's fair. Videos like their food wars were always kind of, uh-huh. you know, stupidly produced and everything like that. No. Uh, so, yeah, I and I guess the stuff from them that I really enjoyed back when they were making that stuff was definitely on the shittier side, where it was just people in cheap costumes acting out these skits but no, yeah whatever all right into the meme corner andrew what have you seen from eric andre let me in i've seen the same thing from eric andre that you have um <laughs> just the whole let me in meme is pretty solid you know you got your eric andre at a fence i believe it was at like the democratic national committee or something um, just like shaking it, shouting, you know, let me in, let me in. And uh, a lot of good memes follow from that. But as Ryan said before, like that meme's been around for a while and just for no reason at all, it blew up recently. But yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked that video. I thought that video was hilarious. All of his stuff at both the RNC and the DNC, I thought were hilarious. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And then we got slapping a chicken at 3,725.95 miles per hour to cook it. So, yeah, this started from a dude talking about, like, how kinetic energy is, you know, converted into heat energy. He was wondering if he could just, like, like beat like literally beat his meat <laughs> to cook it and then like some some random dude out of nowhere commented like i'm a physics professor and you know in order to cook a chicken to you know what is it 160 degrees uh where's 180 degrees i don't know uh i should probably i should probably know that uh, pretty sure it's 180 okay. all right um like to get it up to that heat uh you need to hit it with a certain amount of force and like with a single slap with the average weight of a human hand it'd have to go at 3725.95 miles per hour so there's been a lot of memes where like you know someone getting smacked hard and it's like a chicken and then my hand going 3725.95 miles an hour yeah yeah that's not gonna happen (laughs) no Laws of physics. Aren't they fun? Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to dig up some of those. Oh, here they are. You guys ready for some Green Book memes? Sure. Uh, Green Book thinks MJ was good, but Larry Bird is GOAT. Oh, boy. Green Book thinks other movies only got nominated through affirmative action. Oh, boy. Green Book's best friend is Black Book. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh... Green Book would have voted for Condoleezza Rice, though. Boy. Green Book didn't mean you people that way. Yeah? Green Book turned Chuck Berry onto that new sound he was looking for. Jesus Christ. God damn it. Green Book prefers pre-lemonade Beyonce. Mm, I don't get that one. <laughs> that Sorry. one doesn't bite as much as the others. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Green Book doesn't care if you're black, white, purple, or green. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never saw it. I, 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 I re recognize that, you know, it's, it's definitely a problematic trope. I don't think it's the most egregious example of that trope, having never seen it. I mean, Andrew, yeah. you saw it, right? No. Oh, shit. Well, I don't think any of us saw it, so... <laughs> I don't know nope. how qualified we are to speak on it, but it doesn't seem like the most egregious example of the white savior thing that I've heard of. Probably didn't deserve best picture, but it was definitely a down year with no overt favorite. I mean, yeah. there's literally a movie called The Favorite. <laughs> and that was that was lower than Green Book yeah. probably <laughs> in terms of likelihood to win. And then we are on to the breakouts. What you guys checking out? Um, I didn't see any media really in the last... I mean, I did, but nothing really crazy. Uh, but last Monday, did go to Harmontown, the <gasps> live recorded podcast that we aspire to be. <laughs> yeah. How close and, are we, um, Ryan? As someone who's witnessed it firsthand, how close are we? Oh, boy. <laughs> We're not close, I will say. Definitely not close. It gives uh, us something to strive for. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, Justin Roiland was supposed to... He was slated to appear on the show. But um, apparently, at about 3 o'clock p.m., the show starts at 8, he called Dan Harmon and, <laughs> in a very frenzied state, said that he would not be able to be on the podcast uh, because he ate an edible... At 1 o'clock p.m. <laughs> and was not in any sort of state to be appearing. And, um, yeah, it was apparently pretty bad. Oh, boy. So we almost got to see uh, both co-creators of Rick and Morty live, which would have been pretty crazy. Um, but instead, we saw Dan Harmon uh, improv his way through Rick's origin story. Um, and so, yeah, that was pretty cool. We now know Rick's origin I, story. It was it was like a dumb, like parody origin story because he doesn't like origin stories, but <laughs> origin yeah. story nonetheless. <laughs> so <laughs> there's media that I checked out. You can watch it. It's the oh crap! It's the most recent episode that came out. It's called something hashtag because one of his moments he said like a really long riff and then put hashtag after it on accident and they're like that's not how hashtags work 
And we all laughed because we were there in person. Woke AF <laughs> hashtag, it's called. Which well, you is... know, he hasn't been on Twitter for a while. He mm-hmm. might he might have forgotten how hashtags work. Yeah. Um, he also has opened up and started talking about that lately, which is kind of crazy. Um, oh. In in actuality, him, him deleting his Twitter was not a response to the whole um, baby rapist controversy that came out from 4chan you know the whole the whole thing because yeah. he he saw the james gunn thing and like his first instinct was oh crap i need to go through my last nine years of tweets and delete anything that could be misconstrued or you know taken as ammunition and um mm-hmm. then he said nah fuck it <laughs> that's just not worth it and deleted his whole twitter and then found out like a day later about this whole thing that had come out because it was, you know, a well-targeted group of mm-hmm. um, 4chan users. Um, and so then a bunch of articles conflated him deleting his Twitter with this video surfacing. And, um, yeah, ne- next thing you know, everyone thought hmm. that he deleted his Twitter in response to it. And he wasn't really allowed to talk about it because of the whole trying to let the controversy die down. <laughs> yeah. I that also makes sense for me, kind of uh, outside looking in, because for a while he had been circling the drain on pulling the plug on Twitter. Yeah. My God, that is the worst way to mix metaphors. I am sorry, anybody <laughs> listening to this. Um, he had been pretty vocal about how much he kind of hated the platform. Yeah. So I'm not at all surprised to find out it was an unrelated thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We're getting he's he's the last two the last. Two of the last three episodes, he's talked about some of like the kind of recent controversies that he wasn't really allowed to talk about uh, due to his publicist and stuff like that. And now he's like, you know what? <laughs> if I can't talk about it, then you know what's the point of having this platform, this podcast? You know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been interesting to hear his take on those sorts of things, and I I I acknowledge that he might be a bit of an asshole, and he's clearly had some really problematic issues in his past, but I just don't think some of the recent controversies are, yeah, have any sort of legitimacy. So I totally agree. Um, did you guys, and I, I, he has definitely put enough good stuff out there into the world that I, it would have to be something pretty substantial, something almost impossible for somebody to walk back from that would make me think that he's not a genuinely good dude but uh did you guys see the video he uh made for justin roiland's birthday no i didn't was that on instagram um it was uh i ironically uh it was on the rick and morty twitter ah (laughs) so he was technically on twitter ah well, someone was on his team, which I got to see his assistant, Steve Levy, which is really weird. Like, for <laughs> some reason, that was the moment where I'm like, oh. Steve. granted, he was the first person I saw, but I was like, that's Steve Levy right there. And he was like doing assistant things, you know, like pulling out ice buckets, you know, for the vodka and whatever. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's Steve Levy. <laughs> this is real now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Andrew, what, what are you out. checking out? Oh, nice. Um, what are you checking out, Andrew? 
so I think I mentioned a while back that I had watched Netflix's The Dragon Prince. Uh, and season mm-hmm. one was like, okay, it, it was interesting, and then I'd give season two a, a check. And season two is the same length. It just came out uh, 10 days ago, I think. We're recording on the 25th of February, and it came out on the 15th. So I'm Good like, job oh. getting that timestamp in there. Yeah. Uh, so it was the same length as season one, nine episodes, each a little over 20 minutes long, and it was really good. Like just like I, I just really, really liked it. It was so much better than the first season. Kind of blew through it pretty quickly. I didn't expect to, but I watched like four episodes one night and then the next episode or the next night I watched like the next five. So yeah, just really solid. The characters were a lot more fleshed out. The world was, you know, a lot more interesting. Uh there was more depth and nuance instead of it being really black and white like the first season kind of led on so yeah just really enjoyed it Mm. can't wait for the next season is it if somebody didn't like avatar the last airbender would they maybe like the dragon prince yeah i can i can definitely see it like they're not they're not the same show the dragon prince is definitely its own show but you can definitely tell that there's a lot of influence in there. Um, like, the hu- the humor is very similar. The humor itself is very similar. The themes, not so much. And, you know, like, it's the whole, you know, the young people are going on a, you know, really important journey, blah, 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 fantasy world, blah, 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 prophecy. Like, you know, like, the the bare bones, I guess, are very similar, but... It's it's definitely its own show. Um, I think I said before a lot of people have kind of called it a mix between like Game of Thrones and uh, Avatar, whereas like Avatar was kind of influenced by Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I don't know. Just see, Avatar seemed very black and white for a lot of its show until you get you know. I know like I could go on for a while. There's complex characters, but like the dragon prince does a really good job of giving characters a lot of shades of gray so i appreciate that Hmm. speaking of morally ambiguous characters have you watched any more cowboy bebop uh i have not not in a little bit i think i got to episode like 11 or 12 and then i watched the dragon prince and i've been pretty busy i got a new job so i've been kind of getting that all together but I definitely think I'm going to start watching Cowboy Bebop again probably tomorrow. Did you, um, I don't remember the episodes exactly, but did you see the uh, first uh, two-parter yet? Nope. Okay. You're, you're, you are actually probably in a good place to uh, take a little bit of a break then because a little bit of a shift after that. So, in a bad way? Or? No. Uh, no, more in like a... Once you see the first two-parter, it definitely gets a lot more binge-friendly. Okay. Where there is a noticeable up in quality, even more so than you've seen already, and it does kind of become a more, I have just got to watch all of this as quickly as I can. Okay, okay. At least that's what happened to me. All right. And then I'm not checking out a ton of stuff either, but I did recently play... A uh, couple 
matches, I guess, of Tetris 99. Nice. Did you win? Um, Did you get a chicken dinner? <laughs> uh, the best I did was place in the uh, top 25. Wow. Are you good at Tetris? or No. Oh. Well, that's not yeah, bad. It, it is a free game. Just figured I'd dick around with it. Played maybe six matches altogether. It goes by pretty fast, actually. Then again, I've never gotten in the top ten, so I don't know if there's more of a drag at the higher level play. But uh, um, I guess my only kind of reaction to it now is that it... It's really good. It's a really well-executed good idea. But it Tetris isn't quite uh, as offensive of a game at its core as what a Battle Royale format would lead itself to. Like, Tetris, you want to, you know, think a couple pieces of ahead and set up a strategy. Uh, but then the way the Battle Royale works is that a couple other players could fuck you over and then your strategy is just wrecked and then you lose. So it doesn't encourage that long-term planning that regular Tetris does. And that's... I don't know if that's good or bad. That is just the most interesting thought I had, I think, while playing it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, and then we are moving on to the group chat. Is there anything we can talk about collectively? I doubt it. What do you guys got? Um, Andrew, you get to Spider-Verse? No. Ooh. Andrew, you get to Dragon Ball Super Broly? I was actually going to ask, where do, where, like, where do I even go to watch that? definitely Funimation for the dub but I know you're more interested in the sub and that would probably be Crunchyroll but I think it is still making the rounds uh, internationally so that's probably not up for streaming yet then again I am pretty confident both versions are online pirated by now so if you wanted to be unethical, you could just Google Dragon Ball Broly subbed watch and you'll, you'll get a couple of results. I thought I was supposed to support the official release. <laughs> Gotta love the fan subs. What's the what's the Pro ZD video? <laughs> Fuck you, Somichon. <laughs> Fuck you, Sasuke. Yeah. You are my... Whatever the Japanese word is. Nakama. Yeah, which doesn't really have a translation name. <laughs> friend. It means <laughs> good friend. <laughs> that. Oh, man. Love dealing with fan subs. I'm sure you do often. Oh, yeah, all the time, man. All about those mm. anime fans. <laughs> I just love anime so much that I want to get it in as many different forms as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the fan subs and the official subs and the dubs just for fun to compare and contrast. I, okay, total nerd territory right now, but I've been doing that a little bit with uh, Japanese comics. 
now that uh, uh, Shonen Jump is on the subscription model and the new chapters that uh, come out for a bunch of series are free for uh, uh, three weeks, I think it is, uh, free to read, I've been doing... Okay, I will read this on the uh, from the official source, see how they translate everything, how they localize everything, and then do the same thing for the uh, version on the Big Pirate website. And I, it, that's kind of interesting. It, it's very much the same story, but um, I don't know, the characters between different versions have slightly different, you know, ways of speaking and common phrases and I think that impacts them a little bit but mm-hmm. I'm still trying to make up my mind on how big a deal it actually is and I think it comes down to not very but it's interesting to think about and maybe an article or video at some point yeah there you go um, well if we're kind of wrapped I don't know if you guys have anything else I had one small thing at the end bring it um obviously i don't think we have a large audience or anything but uh everything counts really um my extended family uh had some bad news that kind of came out lately um my mom's half sister's son uh was diagnosed with uh leukemia recently um and so just i'll probably send you the link and you can throw that in the description in the chat and if you guys want to you know you can read about the story and uh kind of think about you know ways to help anything like that they're accepting all forms of help obviously uh childhood cancer man fuck it Jeez. oh so Ugh. yeah he's, he's he's eight years old uh just not not fun ever so that uh, i'm yeah I'll just I'll, I'll, the link for his uh, caring bridge article will be in the uh, description. And if any of you feel at all motivated to give any sort of support, then uh, you know, please please feel free. Of course. So, I you know what? I will do my support right away and not name this episode something terrible that would undercut the seriousness of that oh geez no, feel free to say whatever i just figured might as okay. well use all all methods of um signal boosting yeah dude you know so there you go on that note uh yeah figured i should put it at the end as a bit of a showstopper so consider no, this that... show officially stopped all right. I'm good. At V2 underscore podcast on Twitter, voluntary viewing at gmail.com. Lucas, Andrew, and Ryan, anti Dono reference. Wait, shit, we could have talked about that, but nope. Yeah. Okay. Next time. No, there, there's no coming back. <laughs> See you, everyone.